Thank you for listening to the Voices of UMass Chan, featuring the people, ideas, and advances of UMass Chan Medical School. Thanks for listening to the Voices of UMass Chan. I'm your host for this Student Spotlight podcast, Kaylee Puglis, the video production specialist in the Office of Communications. I sat down with medical student Emily Herringshaw. She talks about growing up and living with diabetes, how she's taking her experience and using it to help others, and what she's hoping her future career looks like. Emily, thanks so much for joining us. To start, can you introduce yourself to our listeners, where you're from, what program you're in? Absolutely. So my name's Emily Herringshaw. I'm a student who's taking a research year, completed my third year of medical school, and I'm also enrolled in the MBA program here at UMass. Tell me about why you wanted to mesh your two interests of medicine and business. Yeah, a lot of it has been driven by curiosity that kind of sparked from my experiences prior to medical school. Um, I did spend a little bit of time in the financial district when I was trying to figure out how I wanted to leverage my knowledge of biochemistry and the sciences, and then quickly transition into a patient care role because that's where my real passion was. Um, but as I spent time in that patient care role, I was able to actually gather some additional responsibilities that related to practice operations, managing a cosmetic portfolio. It was dermatology, my favorite. So um, I had a lot of fun with that creativity and kind of helping new people come into the practice and helping everybody kind of connect because I think often there is kind of a segmentation between the clinical and the administrative sides. But what I hope to do is kind of use those in complement rather than competition. And um, I think that makes everyone happy. Yeah, totally. Let's go back in time to before you started medical school. Can you talk a bit about your background, where you're from? Do you have any family members working in the healthcare realm? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm from Western Massachusetts and I attended Boston College, didn't stray too far. Um, I graduated in 2016 and then I spent the bulk of my time between undergrad and medical school working in a dermatology practice out in Wellesley, which I absolutely loved. I will say that I don't have any family members in medicine, but they all deserve an honorary <laughs> kind of membership because they took care of me when I grew up living with diabetes, which I've had since age two. So um, I've always been kind of in the medical community, but don't have any relatives directly that have participated in a caretaker role. I'd love to talk a bit about your experience living with diabetes. You also have an ebook and a blog talking about the subject. Did your experience have any influence on your decision to go to medical school? It had all the influence, really. And um, it was kind of the time when I became comfortable with living with diabetes that I thought this could be a potential avenue for me. Um, I love kind of my platforms I have online with the ebook, and I have an Instagram, and I post about it on Twitter because I think it's just good to kind of get the messages out there and you never know who's looking and it can help. Um, this all kind of actually arose right after I finished step one, which I would say is not the era of medicine where you're able to really dive into your passion projects, but I was thinking and I was getting creative and I had this idea to do the two cookies at midnight. And I will give credit to my parents on this one because they had always thought if I ever written a book or did anything, it'd be called two cookies at midnight. And it was kind of this story that evolved out of when I was younger, my parents would take care of me, you know, at any hour. I mean, they had to get up, we didn't have the technology, and I literally would be eating cookies at 2 a.m. as a five-year-old. So the whole idea of that is kind of the duality of the purpose of a cookie. In one sense, you're saying, you're diabetic, what are you thinking, eating those cookies? But at, at the same time, they can be really helpful and they can actually be life-saving. Um, so I think kind of understanding that complexity in medicine and looking beyond the black and white to, to understand what the relationships are is really important. And through my blog, I just try, you know, I talk about my running, I talk about 
things I've noticed. I talk about my sensor. And actually, my blog and my Instagram is what led to my most recent project with dermatology and endocrinology. So I thought that was pretty cool. Can you elaborate on what that project was? Yeah, so this project is looking at contact dermatitis or cutaneous reactions in patients who wear continuous glucose monitors. So essentially these monitors will track your blood sugar. And when I was online, I'm in a bunch of Facebook communities. I'm in, you know, insert center here group because I don't want to call out anybody specifically, but I just kept seeing rashes and I kept seeing patients looking for solutions, not knowing where to go and actually relying on each other, which is kind of a testament to the strength of the diabetes community and how much informational exchange there is online. But I realized that nobody knew what to do about these sensor rashes. And in the world of contact dermatitis and in dermatology, the whole idea of reaction to adhesives has been pretty extensively studied and is a, an area of interest for contact dermatitis. But this kind of brought on a new angle to it and would allow me to think, think about it in more of like an epidemiologic perspective. So you're looking at kind of what are the trends what is the population that we're talking about? What are they experiencing? When are the rashes happening? What do they look like? Like, what are they doing to manage them? I mean, people are using Flonase, like Flonase on their rashes. People are, you know, doing anything they can because they're desperate and this is what they need to take care of themselves. So it's a huge quality of life issue. It's a huge medical care issue. And I was just happy that I noticed something and had the opportunity to do something about it, given what I do every day. So I thought that was really interesting. And I'm really lucky that I have the mentors here who also took interest in that. That's awesome. On the topic, you were awarded a clinical research grant by the American Contact Dermatitis Society. What's that funding helping you with? Yeah, so that funding has kind of um, helped me augment and further a project that I've started working on. And before I go any further, I really want to thank Dr. Ko, who took an interest in this project with me from the dermatology department and then helped me connect with the diabetes department, who have also been wonderful to me as a patient. So this grant is essentially going to help us further a survey that we already have out to patients about their experiences with the glucose monitors. And we have a couple different aims. So our idea was to develop a patient-centered tool. Right now, the patients are our biggest informants with what's going on. So we needed to have a tool that would tell us what their experience is and with granularity. I mean, understanding kind of the questions I had mentioned before. And then our other idea was that we wanted to create this as a longitudinal kind of survey. So it's actually set up for patients to be invited to complete it at six month intervals. And with that, we'll have kind of a repository of information, which will be really interesting to look at. Amazing. So you're in a research here right now. Can you talk about what you're working on? I am researching in dermatology. I'm doing some basic science work out at MGH, and I'm also doing some clinical research um, here at UMass and at MGH. So it's been a very interesting integration of lots of my different interests, which I tend to have. But I think the idea is that each one is informing how I ask questions about the other area. And, you know, I wouldn't have come to this clinical research question if I didn't think about barriers to care, what the business world looks like in terms of patients aren't able to always pick which sensor they want. And patients don't always have the ability to access their providers. So I think these are kind of all synergizing and helping me understand what's going on. Um, and I think that that's been really important for me as I kind of consider how I'd like to direct my, my energy and efforts in the future. Yeah, that's so great. How's it going balancing medical school research and getting your MBA? Um, I think those, those parts are exciting. So 
I mean, people have asked me about it before, and I think the balance comes from the energy that I get from these projects, particularly with this contact dermatitis one. I mean, it's a huge passion project. The, the diabetes community means a ton to me. The dermatology community also means a lot to me. I mean, dermatology is what convinced me to go to medical school, and diabetes is what got me interested in medicine. So they've both been very important in kind of shaping my path. But in terms of balance, and, and I, I just kind of see that if the opportunity is there, I'd like to work on it. So. I think that that's kind of how the balance emerges. I had um, a mentor once say that you'll never find balance if you're not happy. And I'm fortunate that all these things do make me happy. So I figure out a way how to kind of pull them together. Have you been able to connect with patients on a different level due to your experiences? Yeah, I think that it kind of creates an endurance, right? I mean, medicine is busy and it can get very tiring. Um, and I think that it kind of creates this persistence to always want to help, even when you're down or you're tired or it's been a long day. Um, and I think patients do confide in you because it kind of removes that pedestal factor that unfortunately does exist between the patient community and medical providers and they see that you are more like them. So I think that it just allows them to be truthful and open up and talk about what they're thinking and realize there's no stupid question because I ask questions all the day, all the time to my community on Instagram because you just never know who's gonna help out. Um, so I think that that's definitely been important to me, but I'd also like to touch on kind of the reality that I recognize when you're caring for a patient, you're not only caring for the patient, but you're you're caring for their community. I mean, my parents were huge. My brother, my everybody in my life have been huge in kind of supporting me because diabetes is pretty tough and it doesn't go away. So I think that that's also kind of helped me look around the room and figure out who else is in the room and what that means to the patient. Super important. And I love what you were saying about making sure that the patient feels like they're in a space where they do feel okay about asking questions when they're not totally understanding what's going on, in addition to their support system having an understanding as well. And it's definitely better as a team. It's hard to do alone. So I did want to mention one other thing about the grant that I, that I kind of didn't mention before is how the funds will be allocated now that we have this additional support from the American, the Contact Derm Society. And we're actually looking to expand the grant offerings and actually translate the survey into Spanish and Portuguese so we can really better get a better capture of how this is affecting people from various different backgrounds. And, you know, that's a huge part of the diabetes community. We, we weren't able to kind of learn about experiences of non-English speakers without these resources. And I think that that'll be a very powerful tool to be able to understand more broad spectrum, like what's going on. For sure. Okay, so looking forward, what are you hoping for for your future career? Um, so post-graduation, I mean, I'll be very excited to be a doctor no matter what happens, but I am very interested in the field of dermatology, and that interest has only grown since coming to medical school. As I had mentioned, I spent three years prior to med school working in a dermatology clinic, and I was still open when I got here just because I realized there's lots of things that I haven't seen yet, but I fell in love with it further. So I am hoping to pursue a degree in dermatology, and I would love kind of a, you know, any environment, first of all, that makes me the best dermatologist possible in the event that that's what I get to do, that's number one. And then exponentially off of that, just kind of getting involved in these projects that support patient-driven solutions. So, I mean, this whole idea of helping people with their sensors, how do we get them a solution? How do we understand what's going on? And I think even my work at MassGen, I'm working on a project on congenital melanocytic nevi, which right now treatment options are limited. So how can we generate that solution? And I think that's a huge thing that creates endurance for me, is bringing something to the table that might not be there. And it doesn't mean you're going to get it right every time, but I like the idea of trying. <laughs>
Thinking about everything we've talked about today, why did you choose UMass Chan for medical school? Um, I really appreciated that UMass did have many different things to offer and would allow me to kind of explore my interests and how these came together. So as you mentioned, the MBA program is a huge asset to me. Um, getting involved in these research projects has been really important to me and just kind of getting involved in various different experiences. I think there's an openness that's really important that encourages student learning. And I think that that kind of approach to student learning is what has allowed these ideas to prosper into actual projects. Do you have any advice for any current or future medical students? Be open and explore. I mean, you got to put yourself out there because that's the only way that you'll figure it out. I think that I, like I had mentioned, I was still very open when I came to medical school. There was a period in my life where I didn't know I wanted to be a doctor, so I'm glad I was open to that. But I think that putting yourself out there and really being open to how an experience resonates with you is important. Kind of listening to those internal cues because there's a lot of noise out there. But if you go and you think about what that experience has done for you and how it can inform your experiences going forward, just showing up is the first step. Amazing. Is there anything else you want to add before we wrap up? I'm really grateful that these experiences have allowed me to really pursue my interests because, you know, medical school is long and it's hard, but I think that these are those sparks that really keep me inspired and keep me hopeful. And I think that medicine can benefit from hope. So that's what I'm thankful for. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of this with us. And to our listeners, there's also a link to learn more about the MBA dual degree program in our podcast show notes. Thanks for tuning in to the voices of UMass Chan. We'll see you in the next episode. Follow us at UMass Chan on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. On YouTube, find us at UMass Chan Medical School.